Welcome to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. Our hope is that you are blessed and that your relationship with God continues to grow and flourish. The next voice that you'll hear will be that of Bishop Brown. Thank you for listening. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you now for the written, spoken, and living word of God. Our desire is to know you better, that we might love you more, that we might serve you at an even greater, at an even greater level. You be pleased, if you will, to let us preach, not for fame nor for reputation, but to the end that sinners would be saved and saints strengthened as we spotlight our Savior. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. We need you. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus, who is our Christ, and the people of God said, Amen. Would you uh, stand and turn with me in your Bibles or your devices or whatever it is you use to the 27th Psalm? The 27th Psalm. There are 14 verses here, and I want to read all 14. Are you there yet? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me, to eat up my flesh, my adversaries, and my foes. They stumble and fall. Though an army though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high up on a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with Shouts of joy. I thought I was going to hear some. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help. Cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. 
for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Mm. Expecting more in 2024. You may have your seats with your Bibles open. This, this theme for this year uh, has pressed me uh, into a level of um, living that I had not been experiencing. Um, this idea of expecting more uh, is is, a, is an idea that did not begin with me, but in fact, began or began with God himself. From Genesis all the way to the maps, God has, has been seeking to compel his followers to expect more by virtue uh, not of their of their own merit not not because they and we are so good but because we serve such a good god it it it, it really is not about us it is about uh, our um, responding to the God of creation, to the God of history, to the God of, 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 of redemption, uh, to the God who is on the contemporary scene, uh, because of who he is uh, and because of who we are in relationship to him, uh, God has given us the, the privilege to expect more. Now, 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 now let's, let's, let's talk for just a moment here because uh, it seems as if after the civil rights movement, uh, we have kind of, kind of laid down our, our, our gauntlets. We, we've laid down our guns, if you will. We, we have, we have, we have shrunk back in terms of what we expect from God. And, and, and what I have learned and am learning is that expectation has to have a source. 
even if you don't believe in God, if you are an, a person who has expectations, it is based on something. It might be based on your intellect. It might be based on your financial status. It, it might be based on who your family is. I don't know all the dynamics, but I do know that if you are a person uh, that is one of expectation, uh, there is a reason why you have such expectation. The irony is, is that God allows all of us, saved and unsaved, to have expectations. Yeah. Do, do you know how many smart men and women, I'm talking about intellectually superior, I suppose I would say, who have built buildings and established institutions, whether their motives were good or not, but, but, but they, they did what they did because they had an expectation uh, that they would make a difference. They, they would make a name for themselves. I, I, I've not read anywhere where Elon Musk is a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm not saying he's not. I just don't know that he is. But, but, but he clearly has an expectation uh, that he is going to make his mark on the world. And so while he started with making, I don't know what he started with. I became aware of him when he started making cars, you know, the Teslas you drive. And, and, and he went from cars to Mars. He, he's now building spaceships to take citizens into space. Expectations. Adolf Hitler. I heard that. Had expectation that he was going to facilitate the perfect race. And that race revolved around a people uh, who were blonde and blue eyed. Clearly, he did not ground his expectation in the Lord that we serve. And yet, he started a movement that exists to this day. Oh, yeah. Skinheads and, 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 and well, Nazis and all of that, they, 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 all, they all flow from the mind of Satan through Adolf Hitler. All I'm trying to say to us is that you don't have to believe in God to have expectations. But however, <laughs> when you put your trust and confidence or base your trust and confidence in any entity other than God, you've got to know up front uh, that you have invested in a crumbling entity. And so it is that as we contemplate these, these, these ideas for the year of 2024, I, 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 want, I want God to use me and us uh, through his word to, to teach us and to, and to 
to compel us to to put greater confidence in the Lord our God. I know you're smart. I really, I know you're smart. I know you got funds. I, I know you, you have resources, but, but can I tell you something? Everything that I just mentioned in terms of your, your, your finances, uh, your intellect, all, look, all of those things are temporary. And when you root and ground your hopes and dreams on that which is temporary, you will only accomplish just so much. But I don't know about you, but I, 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 I want to make a difference in this world. I want to make a difference in my family. I want to make a, a difference in my communities. I want to make a difference that time will not erase nor ages destroy. And, and, and so as we look this year at, these, at this theme of expecting more in 24, I, I want that to become a part of our vernacular. I, I want it to become a part of, of, our, of our speech. And yeah, child, well, you know, I know it's, it looks bad, but I'm expecting more in 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've gone through some hard times and some, some headaches and heartaches, but I'm expecting more in 24. So this, this first look at this text in 2024 is a psalm of David. We don't have a lot of historical data as to why David wrote this psalm. Many psalms, you know, they will give us insight like uh, it was he wrote a psalm when his son Absalom was trying to kill him or, or when he was fighting against Goliath. But in this particular psalm, we don't know the historical context of why he wrote it. Uh, it may be that the details in the text will give us some clue uh, as to why he wrote it. The why, you know, that is what it is. I'm not as concerned with the why as I am concerned with the fact that David illustrates and demonstrates and communicates in Psalm 27 uh, a, a, an expectation of God. And notice that his expectation, uh, and this is where I want us to really hang our hats, David's expectation uh, is uh, He expects God to reveal his presence. Why is that important? See, most people, when we talk about expectation, um, they, they, they're expecting more money. I'm not against more money. Or they're expecting a, a new honey. I'm not against, nor is God. I mean, unless you already got, you know, honey. But I'm saying that most of us, when we talk about higher expectations or great expectation, it is because we want something material or we want something for our personal net worth. You understand? But, 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 but what I love about David's declaration is that he does not ask for money. 
He does not expect or look for as his top priority uh, more stuff. Notice what David says. He begins by declaring uh, who God is to him personally. David says, the Lord is. Where have we heard that before? Well, just three psalms prior. I mean, four psalms prior. My math ain't good today. In Psalm 23, David begins that psalm with what three words? The Lord is. Light. And here's what I want us to understand. You can't get light from darkness. Is there any wonder why the enemy always lures us not towards light, but to darkness? Is there any wonder why our flesh has a propensity towards darkness? I, I, I listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying we now. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, uh, 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 uh. It is very easy to get caught and captivated by the works of darkness. It's like, it's like a train wreck. We can't help but to see. It's like, you know, sometimes you've been riding on the, on the freeway, the 110, the 405, whatever, and there's a backup in the traffic, and, and you finally get up further and see there is no accident on your side. The accident is on the other side, but it's backed up on your side because everybody is rubbernecking over there. We have a tendency, we have a propensity towards being intrigued by that which is dark or destructive or evil and the enemy gives us more than our fair share of stuff to look at. The, 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 it's not even the latest thing, but one of the most recent uh, things that's in the news now is, is, is all the stuff surrounding Bishop T.D. Jakes. Now, if, if, if it was just Mike Smith, there would be no such intrigue. But the world is intrigued when things that are attached to God are also attached, whether real or allegedly, to darkness. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll seek it out on our computers. We, we have it on our phone reading about what Jason Diddy did or allegedly did. I don't know. I wasn't there. So, so when you find yourself, Terry Brown, leaning towards darkness, that's an indication that that you, look, you cannot pursue darkness and light at the same time. And if we're going to have a 2024 full of expectation, we got to make up our minds what source 
do we want to base our expectation on? Meanwhile, back to the text. The Lord is my light. He is my illumination. He is my, you know, light is, it illuminates, it warms, it, it dispels ignorance, all of that. The, Paul, uh, Paul, David says, the Lord is that for me. But then he says, it is my light and connective conjunction, my salvation. He connects uh, his salvation to the light that is the Lord. Notice he didn't say the Lord has light. He says the Lord is my light. He doesn't just possess it. He is it. So if I want to get out of the dark stuff in my life, I've got to learn how to start walking in the light of the Lord. And as a result that of the Lord being my light, and my salvation, here's what I love, whom shall I fear? I can already tell you I'm not going to finish this at all. But even if I got to stop right here and, and, and hang my hat, listen. As believers, we live in too much fear. We live as though our God is a man. We live as though Jesus Christ is not God. We live as though our God did not create heaven and earth. We live as though stuff can sneak up on our God. Can I tell you something about my God? Look, there, there, there is nothing that my God has not already seen. Because my God sees the end from the beginning. My God holds the universe in his hand. And so if, if, if our God is, is, the, is the uncaused cause, what can my enemies do, what can his enemies do to me? I just, we, we, we live in an era where there's so much demonic political ideology on all sides of the political dynamic. And we, we, we get, and I'm, I'm not suggesting that we should not be in the part of the process, but I'm saying I don't care who's in office. Because I plan, I expect my God to be in control. Look, the Bible says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and he can turn it any way he wants to. I don't want to see Trump in office. I'm not crazy about Biden in office. But one thing I know, <laughs> neither one of them makes the sun shine. Neither one of them causes the rain to fall. Neither one of them makes my heart beat. Neither one of them 
can bring healing and hold. I said, neither one of them died on that cross. And so if you didn't die for me and rise from the dead for me, why am I afraid of you? Why, why am I scared of you? Why am I worried about your policies? Yeah, I want to see policies in place that, that bless everybody. But just in case uh, a fool gets in office, uh, look, all that means is I'm going to talk to the Lord more and say, Lord, there's a fool in office that's operating contrary to your word. So, God, if you got to put your foot on his neck, do what you got to do. The Lord is my light, and he's my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I need to know, is there anybody in this house that came in here with some fears? Fear about tomorrow. Fear about uh, your family. Fear about your children. Fear about your health. Fear about your wealth. Anybody here came in with some fear? Go and acknowledge it. Because when you leave here, I want you leaving here saying to yourself, the Lord is light, not the Lord is going to be, not the Lord might could be, but right now, the Lord is my light, and because he's my light, in the words of John and Nash, I can see clearly now, whom shall I fear? Somebody like David could say that. Whom shall I fear? Could you remember there was a, a giant one day when David was but a lad of a boy. And the giant was so big and so bad that the Israelite king and his army were afraid. But David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear? And so David stepped up and said, who is this uncircumcised? David's playing a dozen, you know. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's talking about my God? You, you must not know who my God is. And they say, oh, that's the way you think, David? Why don't you fight for us? And, and Saul tried to put his armor on David. And David said, no, I, I can't wear this stuff because I haven't tested it. See, be careful putting on other people's armor. Well, the Lord didn't give me about three or four sermons in this one sermon. Be careful trying on other people's stuff. Uh, you know, you know, you're a believer in Jesus Christ, but you got a friend that's a Buddhist. You got a friend that's a, you know, whatever, some other belief system, and and they make it they make it seem very benign and very uh, user friendly. You know, and so in addition to to praying to the Lord. You, you conclude, well, it's okay if I 
if I burn some candles. It's cool if, 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 if I talk to Jesus Christ and Allah. It's okay if, you know, whatever. Listen. Listen. Stick with, there's a, there's a cliche, dance with the one who brought you. Where were these gods when you needed a savior? Where were these deities when you had your back against the wall and he came through for you? Whom shall I fear? My prayer and my plan. Beloved, is that we would place our confidence in the Lord. Period. Not in yourself. Not in your church. Not in your honey. Not in your money. Put your trust in the Lord. And I'm done here, but even if you have some fear, because we are human, and we find ourselves in situations that we don't always understand, and that can cause us to have some degree of fear, David didn't say, I have no fear. David said, whom shall I fear? When the Lord is your light, when the Lord is your salvation, you can boldly declare, whom shall I fear? I can't wait to get to verse 2. Aiming at this theme of expecting more in 24. And the first more that we're focusing on is an expectation of God's presence. Can you just lock that in? And if the Lord lets us come together next week, next Sunday... We'll unpack a little bit more. We'll unpack a little bit more. Would you stand with me? Wake your neighbor up and ask, hey, neighbor, now we're, supposed, we're standing now. I want to know, from the get-go of the new year, if there's anybody in this house that brought some fears with you. I see a hand. I see a hand. I see, oh, let me show you mine. Yeah, I see hands. I see hands. Yeah. Um, and it's almost reasonable in the day and the times that we live in to have concerns. 
to have some degree of fears. What we've got to understand is because of who the Lord is and who the Lord is, I pray to us that that God's bigness is bigger than the enemy's bigness. Fact about it, the enemy is small compared to the bigness of God. I know the enemy seems big to us. And I want whatever your fears are, whatever they are, that you would that you would look at your fears not in light of how bad you are, but on how bad, and I mean that in a good way, our God is. Anybody ever had a big brother, big sister who always had your back? Who always, you know, if you got into a fight, look, the people were scared to fight you, not because they couldn't beat you, but they, know, they knew your big brother, big sister, your big cousin, or your big friend, or whoever you had in your life. They knew they had your, you had slack. Y'all, we got slack. We got slack. We've got an elder brother named Jesus Christ that has our backs. Whoo, God. If you don't know Jesus, you have reason to fear. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you have reason to fear. Because the brevity of life and the, the possibility of death at any moment is enough to scare you. Here's the good news. He has kept you alive until today. He's kept you alive. He has given you this moment to allow him to come into your life to change not only your life on earth, but your life eternally. I am a witness it is not based on how good I am. It is based on how good he is. And his goodness completely makes up the difference of my badness. And he makes it so simple that all we have to do is to believe First, that we're sinners. I'm a sinner. I was born that way because of my sinning, my sinner parents who were born that way because of their sinner parents who were born that way. But And you get the point. All the way back to Adam. So I got to acknowledge that I'm a sinner. Secondly, I got to understand and acknowledge that I can't save myself. Because sin can't deliver sin. I messed up and I've fallen and can't get up. 
I cannot do for myself what needs to happen for me. A price had to be paid that I could never afford. And the person that paid that price is Jesus Christ. And he did it with you in mind. Third thing I need to understand is though I'm a sinner, can't help myself, Jesus died for me to give me access to him and his father. But the third, the next step is I've got to put my trust in him. I've got to believe that he died. I've got to believe that he rose. I have to believe that the penalty for my sins was satisfied. Have you ever gone to a restaurant and somebody saw you in the restaurant and they paid your bill? Anybody ever had that happen? What restaurant y'all going to? Because I want to, I want to, listen, listen. Wouldn't it be ridiculous if somebody already paid your bill for you to say, oh, no, 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 I'm, a, I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. I'm a, let me pay my own bill. No. If somebody else pays your tab, you just praise God for that grace. He already paid your tab. So, all we've got to do is believe it, receive it, and, and live on it. So, somebody's here right now. I don't know you, but you know you. And more importantly, God knows you. And he brought you here on the first Sunday of the new year to offer salvation to you to offer salvation to you. Immediately following this service, we've got trained leaders who are able to share Jesus Christ with you. I need, I need to know if you're trained at sharing Christ. Mr. Travis Collier leads that area, but we have others who are part of the ministry that, that are able to share Jesus Christ. If you know how to share Christ, let me see your hand. If you've ever shared Christ with somebody before, praise God. Okay. So, so all around the house, we've got people who can share Christ with you. Just because this is a new year does not mean you will get to see the whole year. We don't know where Here's the good news. If you make Jesus Christ your Savior and Lord today, no matter how much longer you live on earth, you've got an eternal home already secured. That place called heaven is already available and it is already accessible to you. Fact about it, the moment you accept Christ is the moment you become a citizen of heaven. And so you saw hands go up all around you. I'm, I'm begging you, if you know you're not saved, if you know how to share Christ again, raise your hand, please. You know how to share Christ? You know how to share Christ? Okay. I'm, I'm asking, if you're not saved, to look at one of these raised hands and just, share, just say to them, hey, brother, hey, sister, I don't know if I'm saved. 
but I don't want to leave here not knowing. Okay? And, and I think we can have a revival in this spot today. So I'm going to dismiss you right now. But I don't want you to leave if you have any questions or any doubts about your relationship with Jesus Christ. Is that fair? And now, unto him who is able to keep us from falling, to present us spotless to the only wise God, be power, dominion, and majesty. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we praise you. And the people of God said amen. Come on, give God praise. Thank you for listening to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. We hope that you were blessed. If you would like to accept Christ, join our church, help continue the work we are doing in our ministries, watch live on Sundays, find us on social media, or give online, you can visit the link in the episode description. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day. Thank you.